Welcome to week 25 of EIU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. On this week's episode, we visit with former Eastern Illinois women's basketball guard, Megan Edwards, who was recently selected for the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Edwards played for the Panthers in the mid-2000s and was part of a recruiting class that helped build a foundation of success for Panthers women's basketball for nearly a decade. On today's episode, Edwards talks about her playing days at EIU, what it means to be selected to the IBCA Hall of Fame, and her current career as a high school teacher working in family and consumer sciences classes. Like this episode of EIU Panthers podcast? Then be sure to like and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Currently available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio podcasts. Just search EIU Panthers podcast and start listening today. EIU Panthers podcasts are brought to you in part by Consolidated Communications, a proud sponsor of Eastern Illinois Athletics. Visit Consolidated.com to learn more about the future of broadband for both your home and business. Consolidated Communications. In EIU Athletics news, congratulations to former Eastern Illinois quarterback Tony Romo on his selection to the 2021 College Football Hall of Fame. Romo becomes the first EIU player to be selected to the College Football Hall of Fame and joins former EIU head coach Daryl Mudra as Panthers honorees. Be sure to stay up to date on all things EIU by visiting EIUPanthers.com online or follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. Now to this week's episode of EIU Panthers podcast with former Panthers women's basketball guard Megan Edwards. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We're joined today by Megan Edwards. Megan played basketball here for the Panthers in the late 2000s and most recently was inducted and selected to be inducted into the Illinois Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame. So Megan, thanks for joining us on the program today. Thanks for having me. Well, I I got to see the end of your career here, so we're, we'll kind of touch a little bit on on your on your college days. I know part of the the success in the high school level is, is why you were inducted into the basketball coaches hall of fame. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well, but you kind of came in and for the, the name's going to sound familiar for people, but the other names in that group, um, kind of Brady Salee, the head coach at the time, kind of his big first recruiting class. You remember with that. And the other names were, you know, Rachel Galligan, Ellen Canale, Lindsay Clumpers, um, kind of that, and Julie Lippard, kind of that group, I guess my first question for you is how I know that on the floor and when you guys were here, you were a pretty tight knit group. Has, has that relationship remained or do you have you guys kind of maybe not been as much contact as you'd like? Uh, no, we actually have a massive group text that is not only just my class, but also the class behind us and also classes before us. I think there's a total of like 15 of us on a group chat okay. um, that keep in touch, um, you know, the birthdays, holidays, and any big events that happen, we kind of check in with each other. Um, obviously due to COVID, we haven't seen each other um, and we're all spread across the country, but no, we're we're super close. And, and that's something that I love so much about my time at Eastern was it literally gave me a second family that I'm still so close with to this day. And I, I love everything about that. Now you, you talk about that group there and you guys came in that, that first year and 
a lot of you've got a lot of minutes as freshmen, and I, my guess is that that was kind of one of the, the sales pitches that, that Coach Slee made to, made to that group that said, hey, look, we're, we're, you may take some bumps and bruises as, as freshmen, but you're going to get a lot of minutes. But in, over the course of four years, it's going to pay off. Yeah, you know, I don't think he really guaranteed us minutes. He just guaranteed us that we were going to be a part of something special um, and really sold us on the fact that we were kind of brought in to kickstart the program and, and rebuild it and start over. And we knew coming into that, that that was our goal, but it was very hard. And, you know, none of us came in thinking like, well, we're going to start right away because we're this, you know, quote unquote dream class that's going to come in. Like by no means at all, we came in knowing we had to work really hard in order to make something happen. Um, and then it just kind of happened where a lot of us did have a lot of minutes at the beginning, but it was, it was definitely a very big challenge, but I think we all bought into it, which is why we ended up having so much success. Now you talk about the, the, the growth uh, of the program and like a lot of programs, there's ebbs and flows. EIU was successful in the late eighties, actually made the NCAA tournament. Barb Perks, who was also inducted into the Illinois Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame this year, along with yourself, was on that team. Uh, we're hoping to talk with her in a few weeks on, on, the, on the program. And then there was kind of, I don't want to say some dark days, but the program not as successful. And then your group kind of helped, had a little bit of a rebirth there. You go from not winning a whole lot of games your first year to where you guys played for the OBC championship your last two seasons. Yeah, it was definitely a slow start, but that's kind of what we were told would it would be, you know, we weren't promised a, a winning season right off the bat. Um, but just the way we ended with being on a higher note and, and seeing how far the program had come was, I think, what we wanted to accomplish. And we were pretty proud of ourselves for taking it from where it was to where it then was when we left. Now for you, you, you came in as a guard, played point a little bit, but also a three-point shooter. Is that kind of what you thought your role would be when, when you came in, that you would kind of be the point, or did you kind of think you were a scorer, or did you all, and I include all the, the, the young ladies that were in that class, did you all kind of evolve into roles as you kind of figured out what everybody's strengths and weaknesses were? I think we all just kind of evolved into the roles that we knew we needed to play once we all got together. Um, I don't think anyone really know what their position was going to be. And then once we got there and we started playing and practicing together, everyone just kind of was like, all right, this is what I need to do to help the team. Um, and for me personally, I liked the role that I ended up going into. Um, I, I didn't want the pressure of scoring anymore. Um, it, it just, it was a lot in high school. Um, so transitioning into that role of just kind of being the floor general was something I loved. Um, I, I liked not having the pressure of scoring. I liked more being the one that kind of kept things in control and started off the offense and, um, you know, more of that floor general role. That's, that's where I felt most comfortable. Now for you, you finish your career in the, the top 10 all time for three point field goals made at Eastern. Do you, did you consider yourself a, a three point shooter? I, I know some other other ladies on the team. I know Ellen Canale, she had some success out there. Lindsay Clumpers as a bigger player, that was, you know, maybe one of her strengths is being able as a, what I would consider a post in terms of a body, being able to play away from the basket. For sure. Um, she was awesome at that three point shot. Um, I mean, it was definitely something that I knew I was pretty decent at. Um, but for me, 
it was just, if I was open, I was going to shoot. If not, you know, it was more just kind of running the offense and, and seeing where things went. And I know I had, um, you know, some pretty decent games where I would have a lot of threes, but I think it was just depending on each game. And if I was open or not, it wasn't something that I was really going into the game, knowing I was going to do. It just kind of was go with the flow. If I'm open, I'll shoot it. If not, no big deal. Now for you over those four years, and I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, is there kind of maybe a, a game or a trip that, that you remember that kind of stands out to you as when, when you're thinking about get together with the girls, that that's the one that you kind of think of, Hey, that was my, that was the one I remember the most. Um, I mean, we got to do a lot of really cool things in the four years I was there. We went to Italy. Um, my sophomore year, we went to Hawaii my freshman year. Um, I mean, I feel like just everything blends together. So I don't know if there's really any one specific game or anything like that, that, that stands out. I think it was more just the, the times of being with each other. I mean, off the court, I lived in a house with everyone in my class. So we really were together 24 seven. Um, so it was just everything about those four years at Eastern was just awesome. I mean, I talk about them all the time. I, I reminisce on it. I think back on it because they just really were an awesome four years. Now, the other, the other question I'll ask you here is, he had some success here as the coach, head coach Brady Sully helped build the program, got to play three straight years for the OVC championship game, parlayed that into another job for himself, a, um, a move up on, on the career ladder for, for him and his family. Do you have a favorite Brady moment or, or story that, that you're allowed to share? I know, I know some of them knowing Brady as a, a, a good guy, but can be a little bit of an animated character to some extent for people that know him. I, there are some stories probably are not shareable. <laughs> um, I would say there's probably a few things. Um, I mean, I know us girls always had this thing where if you wore the all red jumpsuit, we automatically thought that that meant we were going to have an awful practice. Um, we just kind of came up with that. So he, once he got wind of that, he would wear it on purpose then just to get us all flustered um, because he would walk across, you know, the top. Yep where we were already on the court and he would walk out of his office and he would do like that slow um, swagger walk. And we were like, Oh God, he's wearing a red outfit. <laughs> oh no. We'd all like look at each other and we're like, Oh my God, well now we know how practice is going to go. Um, so he like loved to mess around with us and he knew what, what triggered us. Um, so he would do things on purpose just to get a rise out of us. Um, but I, you know what, that's what made me love it so much was the fact that it wasn't always, a business there was more fun and family to the aspect of coaching with him so um yeah I think that's pretty much one that I probably can talk about <laughs> um that I know of anyone that played with me would definitely resonate with now for you you touched on this a few minutes ago about how you kind of your role changed from high school to when you came to eastern one of the reasons that, that you've been inducted or selected to be inducted this year for the Illinois basketball coaches hall of fame is the success you had as a player at Maine West High School, I guess, first of all, the first question is kind of, how did you find out about that honor? And maybe kind of what does that honor meant to you on being selected into that group? Um, so I had gotten notified that I was nominated. Okay. Um, and even with that, I was totally caught off guard. I mean, this was definitely not something that I would have put myself into the category of. Um, and then that was like, 
like months prior to like the actual class being inducted or, you know, being chosen. So I kind of forgot about it. Um, and then I got a letter in the mail that said I was chosen to be inducted. And it just once again was like a huge rush of like, is this for real? Like, this is crazy. Um, I mean, I'm completely honored by all means, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I don't like to brag on myself or, you know, talk that I did more than other people. So it's kind of a struggle for me to, you know, talk about things like this. So, I mean, my, my comment to anybody has always been, I didn't do this myself. I mean, I wouldn't be getting this honor if it wasn't for every single teammate and coach that I've had starting from the beginning to the end. Um, you know, it all has to do with them. So it's just, I guess it's kind of a nice, um, ending to the basketball career to see that all the hard work that I did do over the years kind of has a little bit of a payoff. So I'm going to guess that you did not get a, a big announcement from Jim Nance on, on the CBS game like, like Tony Romo got <laughs> the other day. <laughs> no, I did not, which I'm totally okay with. Yeah. Um, so you get that honor playing at Maine West High School. I guess what did you think of as your career there? You talked about you were kind of the, the focal player at that school as a lot of times – you know, the players that get to go on and play have the opportunity to play at a Division One level. They usually are the key player or, or the focal player at their high school. Did you ever feel any extra pressure there when you were kind of the, the standout player? Or is that just, did they have a system that maybe benefited what some of your skills were? Um, there was definitely a lot more pressure at the high school level than there was at the college level. Um, I mean, there were times where my coach would say like, if you don't score 30, we're going to lose. Um, so I was like, uh, sure. No, no big deal. Um, but you know, that was just his way of, of pushing me to be better. Um, and, and that's what I love so much about Mr. Kip is, you know, he never let me settle. And I think that's kind of why I became the player I was where I was very humbled from the start. You know, he wouldn't let me get big in the head. Um, you know, there was the game I scored 35 points and broke one of the records there. And he was right away. Yeah, congrats. But, you know, you did this wrong. And you did this wrong. And you didn't prove on this. And you need to prove on that. Um, and I loved that because it made me better as a person, you know, to not be like, well, but I scored 35 points. Why are you yelling at me? Because that's not that doesn't that's not what matters. Um, what matters is how the team did and, you know, how the overall performance of the team was and what I did to either benefit the team or hurt the team so that I can improve on it. Um, and I, and that's kind of the basis of my whole career. And that's kind of what helps make that transition easy for me to become that floor general and kind of back away from the scoring is then I focus more on, you know, what am I doing now to help or benefit the team? Now for you, you, now currently teaching at, at the high school level at McHenry County High School in, in Illinois, but also I saw an assistant coach, uh, and I'm not, high schools are set up a little bit differently everywhere they've been. I know some, the way I think I read it, if, I, if I'm correct, is you're the assistant coach for the varsity and then you are the head junior varsity coach. And I, I guess uh-huh. did I get that correct there to start with. Uh, just I'm just assistant varsity. Okay. And then, so I guess, how did that transition go? Is that something that you kind of always wanted to do or was it one of those deals that when you got there they knew you had played at Eastern probably knew you from from high school and said hey Megan is this we could really use you is this something you'd be interested in 
Um, I knew it was definitely something I always wanted to do. Um, I mean, I was coaching park district leagues when I was in high school. Um, you know, we always had all the camps and stuff at Eastern. So I knew coaching was definitely something I wanted to do. Um, and so it, it kind of worked out that my career choice of teaching allowed me to also coach at the same time. So it's like, I kind of get the best of both worlds where I get to teach during the day. And then after school, I get to be around the sport that I love. Um, and that's what I love the most about coaching is that I can still be around basketball, even though I don't have the pressure of playing, there's still a lot of pressure that comes with coaching, but at least I'm still around the sport. Now for you guys in the state of Illinois, been hit by COVID-19 like a lot of other kids have. How difficult has that been this year as a coach trying to keep the, the kids engaged? I don't know if you, if you guys felt like you had a team where you, you could compete you know, to go deep into the state tournament this year, or maybe this is an opportunity in a shortened season where it benefits you because you're not, you weren't going to maybe be as competitive. Um, I think we would have been pretty decent this year, um, but it, I don't really know because we never got the chance to play at all as this group. Um, you know, we didn't get our summer tournament, which is usually where we get to see like, all right, what do we have coming up? I mean, we know individually what we have, but we've never seen this group collectively play together. Um, but it's just been really tough to just not have any sort of connection with them. I mean, from time to time, we've had the chance to maybe get in the weight room together as a team and just to be able to see them and be like, hey, how are things going? Um, but it's definitely been a challenge to just go from, you know, practice and summer tournaments and fall tournaments to just completely nothing at all. I mean, it's been tough on the players and it's been tough on us coaches. And I, I really don't know where we go from here at this point. Now, are you guys hearing anything? I, I've heard rumblings here and there that there's a chance that the IHSA may still have an abbreviated season. And then there's a chance that there, there may be no season at all. Are you guys kind of hearing the, those same things or is it yeah, we hear all the rumors, but I mean, we just go day by day. I, I mean, we can't, you know, get our kids too hyped up to, to just drop to nothing. So we just try to tell them day by day, like, hey, at least we know we get to come into the weight room today and see each other. You know, that's what we're going to focus on. And then tomorrow's a new day, you know, just kind of keep your head up and, and we'll see what happens. But I mean, I just wish they would come out and make a decision already so that we can either get excited that we're going to have something or start the grieving process of knowing we're never going to have anything. Um, just this, this being in limbo is, is making it extra tough. Now for you also in the unique position of you're, you're a teacher there at the high school where, where you're coaching, but you guys are doing like a lot of schools around the state of Illinois. And even I think schools around the country, you're not doing in-person learning right now. So you're not even able to see those young ladies that would be on your team and, and have those type of conversations face to face. Are you guys are probably having to do more of that? I'm guessing on like zoom calls like this or on Microsoft teams or the other technologies that are out there. Yeah. Uh, we've tried to have some zoom calls from time to time. Um, but I mean, there's also not a lot of time in the day to be able to do that. And we don't want to take up their time outside of school. Um, so anytime we do get the chance to do either some sort of like weightlifting exercise or, um, they've done like some stuff in the community as a team still that we normally would have done like secret Santa stuff for the community. Mm -hmm. Um, so any chance we do get to see each other, it is really nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to actually be in the building 
but teaching on a Zoom call. Yeah. I'm looking ahead of me at empty desks right now. And it's just, it's sad to be like, you know, I wish someone was here to, you know, see face to face and have those daily interactions that we kind of took for granted before. Now, if I, if I read this right, you are a, a culinary arts teacher there at, at the high school. Is that correct? Yeah. So I teach culinary arts and I also teach the state's um, required consumer education. Okay. So the class I teach is called independent living, where I basically teach them all the ins and outs of being an adult. So credit cards and finance and um, loans, you know, all that good stuff about, you know, what it's going to be like to be on your own and actually be away from your parents. So it sounds like a very, very effective class that people need to have. Yeah. I love teaching it because it's all real stuff. You know, it's things that they're going to have to use and have to encounter at some point in their life. So it it makes it, you know, more interesting to have those types of conversations. Now are those, I I know that you were a, a secondary education major here at Eastern was that, was that kind of your, your avenue or these ones that you kind of had to go back and, and take some extra classes to specialize in what you're teaching right now? Uh, no, that was what I went and started with. Um, so I, the, the major is secondary education, emphasis, family and consumer science. Okay. So I went and got all the classes that I needed while I was at Eastern. So I knew I liked this area of high school, teaching the hands-on um, living skills type classes. Now for the culinary arts, I mean, how difficult is that? We, we talked before I got on here, my son's in high school here in Charleston. He's taking culinary arts and we've had some hit and misses on him trying to make dinners for us for class. I'm guessing that you, you guys are maybe having some of those same experiences there where you're giving them meals and saying, hey, you know, cook this for mom and dad and have them rated as part of your grade. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we, we pack up ingredient bags for them. They come grab it at the entrance of the school. And then we give them a few days and say like, Hey, make this for, you know, at home and take a bunch of pictures and send them in to me so I can see what your final product looked like. Um, it's definitely so different and (laughs) so crazy. Um, but I mean, we're doing the best we can, um, and just dealing with what we're given, but it's, it's definitely a challenge. Now, is there, I don't, in, in the culinary arts, is there an area that you, that you kind of like the best in terms of do you, have you found yourself kind of gravitating towards more types of food, like an Italian food, Mexican food, or, or those types of things? Or are you pretty stationary on here's the American food staples? Um, we kind of do a bit of everything. Um, just really try to switch it up. And, and, and lately we've actually been letting the kids kind of choose the recipes just to kind of help keep them more engaged versus being like, this is what you're going to make today. And this is what you're going to make tomorrow. We find that they're more interested in it if they get to choose. And we just kind of say like, you know, you got to keep it within this time limit or, you know, your groceries can't be more than $50 a person. You know, we don't have an unlimited budget, but um, yeah, we kind of just switch it up and keep, keep things interesting that way. And I guess, kind of, we'll get ready to wrap up here, Megan, I guess, it, what are you kind of maybe most looking forward to being able to do again once kind of COVID goes away? It seems to be that we may slowly be able to see some light at the end of the tunnel with a, with a vaccine now. And my guess is this academic year is going to probably remain very much the way it is. But what are, you, what are you kind of maybe most looking forward to do when this kind of ends? I just want to get back to seeing people. I mean, it's just been really tough to not have those day-to-day interactions that, you know, looking back now, we really took for granted. 
Um, it's just, I just want to have, you know, those, those daily interactions back. And um, of course, getting back in the gym and having practice and games and, you know, those, just those normal feelings of the get togethers and stuff like that. That's just what I'm looking forward to the most. All right. Well, once again, we do appreciate your time on joining us here on the EIU Panthers podcast. Megan Edwards, an inductee in the Illinois Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame this year, one of three EIU former players that were selected, Barb Perks also, and then John Milholland, who played men's basketball back in the, the late 50s. Have they, I guess, um, will there be a virtual ceremony for them, or do you feel like the letter in the mail may be what you kind of get for the Hall of Fame for this year? Um. They haven't really said too much. Um, I know that they were planning on something this spring, like March or April, but they kind of just said like, sit back and we'll, we'll keep you updated. Um, I mean, I think they're just trying to do the best they can to um, with what's going on. So we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep, I understand completely. We've had to do the same thing with our athletic hall of fame, which we normally do in the, the fall at a football game. And we, we talked about doing it maybe this spring at a football game. And I, Right now, that doesn't look like it may be possible, so we may be doing a, a huge class sometime next year with, with, with two different years. But, Megan, once again, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on your induction, and hopefully the, the school year f finishes out well for you there. Maybe some students get there in those desks in front of you before the year's out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you. <laughs>